There we go. We're, we're, we're recording now, so don't make any more noise. Wonderful. Nah. It's a good thing we don't have Thank a name for that thing I'll yet. be quiet for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Ideally, yes. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> right now <laughs> what i'm here you are not allowed to abandon us until you hear something about nintendo pokemon or something media related i, I have nothing about nintendo pokemon or media this I podcast i announced a core pokemon game for the switch <laughs> we should discuss that oh, let's gosh. not can we not self-reference our own podcast yeah <laughs> Uh, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the forecast episode 37. Uh, happy post 4th of July for those who actually celebrated. Did anybody actually light fireworks at yes. all? Wow. Yes, bedroom. indeed. I, In I, the bedroom. I wow. launched a bunch of fireworks <laughs> and I, I launched place. one and it, it went sideways and hit my Typical. neighbor's house. That's not good. And, and there is a scorch trail going across our lawn to our neighbor's lawn and then like a softball sized crater where it exploded. Yeah, that sounds so. You know, I I I tried to pull the it wasn't me thing, but my neighbor's just like staring at me and the scorch trail, and I was like, okay, yeah, so maybe that was us. It's kind of hard to. That happened to me one time in an open field, and ever since then, every time I launch friggin' tubes, I like friggin' strap that bad boy to a piece of plywood or something. Yeah, y'all remember us having fireworks out in in Maine. Oh, we had that camp? big. We had the big box, and it like fell off the rock into the lake, and yep. just like a big bubble of explosion. <laughs> yep, it was just like, boom. <laughs> I was like, I just killed so many fish. <laughs> did you record it? Depth charge. No. Thank goodness. It did so look like a depth charge. You were there, weren't you? <laughs> that was the year you went, right? I don't remember. I don't remember. We were like was throwing there. firecrackers at each other. Oh, yeah, he was. There. No, no. Oh. They, it, no, there was no throwing no, firecrackers. No, they weren't there. That was a different year. That was I the guess. that was like the last the, the time. Although I think that. With the, anyway. I think the box thing did happen when you guys were there. It definitely fell over. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I don't remember. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we all went to get fireworks. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Uh. So yes, happy post Fourth of July. Uh. This is the forecast episode thirty-seven. Like I said before, we are a bi-weekly podcast produced every other Thursday. Alex likes to call us fortnightly. We are a community of people who like discussing games, video games, board games, film, entertainment, all kinds of random stuff, and just looking at different perspectives on how they were built, how they were designed, whether or not we like them, uh, whether or not we enjoy playing them. You can check us out at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. All of what we talk about will be posted in our cast notes, which will be available on the site as well as whatever podcasting app that you use if you don't use overcast like i've said before you should get it it's really great so let's start out with this um i was gonna start today's podcast by going through what culture's article on 2017 games that will flop but then i got to game seven and they were talking about um shadow of war oh and i was really upset by the fact that they would even include that in the list 
They just also include lawbreakers, which I feel like at this point, there's a chance that will flop. Probably. But, yeah. <clears throat> so I decided we just avoid the list altogether and instead talk about what you've been playing and whether or not it is great. Actually, I put why it's great in two minutes or less. Oh. So, <laughs> yes, only two minutes. Frank, I swear if you go over my time, timer, I would just, I'll just mute you. Just you got a timer? You. Okay. And it'll just be a, there'll be blank space. You may you be talking it. right now, but you won't be in the cast. So who's going Alex, first? Let's start with you. We'll just go down the list and I'll I'll wrap it up. Okay. Um I just finished Wolfenstein the New Order last night. Uh it's pretty much a lot of what I've been playing besides the standard Dodo and stuff like that. Um it's a story based uh, FPS. Came out a while ago. Um you shoot Nazis. It's uh really fun and a little different from your regular FPS. Um, some unique weapons. Uh, it makes me really excited for the next one. Just to tell you, Wolfenstein 2 was also on the list of what Culture's article on 2017 games that'll flop. It's just every big game that's yeah, coming out. Seems like just it. on there. See, this is why I really avoided that. Say, so, hey guys, guess what? Destiny 2? Shit's gonna fucking flop <laughs> like a fucking salmon on the beach. Yes, Frank. It's a beach Frank, whale. Frank, what have you been playing? All right, so uh, other than the usual stuff, I've been playing State of Decay, year one. Uh, it's a zombie survival game, uh, sort of like an RPG uh, social managing sort of system. And like the controls are a little wonky. I know it's it's a bit of like a, a flawed gem that I consider. And because over time, you just have this huge map and you have to, you know, always scrounge for food, scrounge for ammo, etc. You can establish home bases, but eventually you're just going to run out of supplies and and die. It's interesting to see a game that like a survival game that has an end that you know has an end and you're just trying to survive as long as you can. Um other things that I've been playing is uh I played Day of Infamy for the first time. It's uh, from the makers of Insurgency. It's a World War II, like, very large team-based first-person shooter. I like the gun mechanics. The gun sounds are really good. I might say they might rival, like, DICE of the Battlefield and Battlefront fame. Mm. I think think they do a good job of of getting some thuds going. More or less difficult than Insurgency? I would say more. Okay. Uh, because you don't have any real optics unless you're a sniper. Gotcha. And M1 Grand is like an eight-round clip, I think, which it, probably one of the reasons why I like it even more is because you just get that ping. Oh, so and satisfying. You, and you're like, ah. Oh. How much time do I got? That's like seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you That's wasted it. the last time by asking how much time you have. <laughs> Jake, let's move on to you. Uh, I've also been playing, even older though, I've been playing Persona 4 on the PS2. Uh, it's really fun. It's a JRPG. Uh, the combat's standard JRPG stuff, so that's not terribly exciting. But what is exciting is the story and the characters. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I mainly picked it up, so that way I could jump right into Persona 5, which has also been out for a while. But yeah, I figured I'd go back and play the one that everyone already liked, and then try the new one. So Alex's favorite type of game, JRPGs. Um, I feel like that's not true. <laughs> Tim's style of picking a video game to play currently, which is not playing on current console, not playing on the PC, but going back and playing. 
Tiger Woods Golf Sump <laughs> Simulator 1997. <laughs> Hey man, they're classic for a reason. <laughs> How many hours do you have in Persona 4 so far? I'm coming up on 50. Yeah. Okay. I have three dungeons one? left. Is it a pretty intense long game? Usual playthroughs go like 70 to 90 hours, I hear. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm a little more than halfway. Insane. Persona 4 is really good. I've been playing me some Nier Automata. A ton of it. Freaking awesome. It's a third-person action RPG, I suppose. Sort of in the same vein as uh, Devil May Cry, except more RPG-heavy, I think. And they do a lot of really cool things with camera movements and the combat itself. And the story's gotten pretty interesting. The farther you go, the more interesting the story gets. It's cool. What type of game is it? Third-person action RPG. Okay, third-person action RPG. Bayonetta. Just taking some notes. Yeah. Bayonetta, Devil May Cry. God of War. Owen! Yeah. What have you been playing? What have you been playing? Hey, you heard this game called Overwatch? Oh, gee, man. Um, I mean, it's that in Witness. That's kind of been what I've been up to. Isn't that in, like, uh, Steam Early Access or something? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in, like... It, it's, it's this crazy concept where the developers of this game actually finished it and then released it. it it's a little new. I, I understand. So is that like after access or something? It's called like a, a fully finished game. It's a little weird. I know it freaks out people, but but it's actually, you know, like done. I don't think any game comes out fully finished because every game always has a day one patch now. That's like what's, a couple of gigs. What's well, the like devolver a, digital early or the earliest access? Earliest access. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like they're like, oh, hey, we're just going to like have a map and a bunch of people. And, you know, you, you can play this in beta while we spend the next 10 years adding another map. I would say Overwatch is more like games as a service than complete. Because they're constantly Goss. putting out new content for it and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm fine not with that. Like At least finished. it's not buggy as shit and yeah. not finished. It's not like... I can't think of an example. Like, Bioshock is a game that came out and was finished. Wasn't there DLC for that? It was, like, separate, though. It was, like, separate story. Dota so 2 is a game like as primary, service. Like the League of Legends campaign. is a game as games. Yeah, like, okay, Dota 2 is, like, yeah. game what? as a service. You could say that game game as a service? Yeah. Like, G-A-A-S, GAS? Yeah, it's, it's a lot more popular lately because it keeps the player base coming back. And a steady stream of revenue as well. Uh, I will wrap this up. I've been actually playing a lot of Hyperlight Drifter. Has anybody completed Hyperlight Drifter? Oh, oh my god. god. Easy, Frank. You remember our Game of the Year segment? There was a heavy part on Hyperlight from Frank, oh. if I remember correctly. Did you beat it, Frank? Dude, multiple times. Wow. Yeah, after I, I got, I got everything time. in that game. Yeah. Everything. It took a really long time for me to even figure out how the map system works. Now that I think I've got that down, I really enjoy it. There's a lot of like hidden secrets. The gameplay is great. And, of course, the thing I always comment on, the music is fantastic for what Music's the world great. is. I freaking love the art style. Yeah. It's great. The gameplay is so tight. Like The replayability is there for me because it's just the, the action is so challenging sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty difficult, especially when you have multiple enemy types and you have to figure out when you need to move, how you need to move, and sort of what your what your attack strategy needs to be. It's fun. 
Uh, in case you wanted to watch us play any of these games, we uh, have started streaming at twitch.tv forward slash we are the horizon. Um, I think we've set up a, a stream schedule we're going to be doing on Sundays. We don't know the exact times yet, uh, but I would assume several hours on Sundays. And then randomly throughout the week, you can catch us on Twitch um, streaming random games. Most of the time, you're probably just going to see Chad playing PUBG. But of course, there are others here who have uh, got streaming set up. And I'm pretty sure that's every one of us now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I'm working on it. So yeah, see us play any games, anything from uh, content that's just fully released. We also do a lot of betas as well. Um, you know, just things that we're trying out, things that we want to play, things we want to play test. So check us out at uh, twitch.tv forward slash horizon. Little pl little plug there. Um, Caleb, you have Steam Greenlight listed here. Let's talk about that for a quick second. So this happened last month sometime, but we hasn't talked we haven't talked about it yet. So I thought we I'd bring it up. We, we has not. Hasn't. We has not. So Steam Greenlight is dead and gone. And in its place they've put out Steam Direct, which allows anyone, as long as they pass the, the guidelines for legality and appropriateness, to release a game on Steam. They just have to pay a hundred dollar fee and they can release a game on Steam. They've gotten rid of the whole voting thing where only some games make it and sometimes some games don't. Why? I mean, what was the purpose of getting rid of that? So I, I read a little bit about it. And it seems like they thought there were a lot of games. So there were a lot of games that came out that were really, they thought were really niche markets, but they did really, really well. And a bunch mm -hmm. of similar games wouldn't make it through Greenlight. And so they thought they were losing out on a lot for these developers that were just trying to get their game out. And I thought that they could make it easier for developers to get their games onto Steam. So basically, this is earliest access. <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> like, certainly, people will be releasing early access games, but... Are we planning on playing a bunch of these games that are coming out on Steam Direct, then? I mean, they're just going to be on Steam, man. I don't know. Just they're like, just they're games. just be regular... They're not listed as, like, games. how They'll Steam Greenlight Steam was always... Direct somewhere okay. on the page, Sign but it's not super for... important. Poker okay. Solitaire. Poker Solitaire. 2017 edition. I'm trying to think about how those two things work together. Well, let me tell you. No, no, no. Hey, here's other things that are important. We are starting a monthly slash bi-monthly stream, which we are currently thinking about names for. Right now we have the bi-monthly game stream. Really original. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> we have Once in a Blue Moon. We have Launch Crew. And we have uh, I can't even read my own writing here. Oh, the Horrors stream. So nice. we are the Horrors. Nice. Oh, 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 and we are the Horrors. Okay, so we're thinking about a name for this, but uh, our goal is to inevitably play a game, all of us together at the same time and stream it. Uh, we do this actually once a year um, for, shoot, I can't remember the name of that. What's it called? 24-hour live stream. Yes, but <laughs> with extra who? Life. Extra, yeah. extra Life. Life. Thank you, the Extra Life stream. So we do this once once a year for 24 hours, and it's a blast, but uh, we're start planning on starting to do this, not for a 24-hour day, or 24-hour period, but just to stream one game, just kind of uh, the group one of us game, playing One game, maybe it, so. two. Okay, fine. Maybe two, Frank. It, so the list of games that we have so far, I'm going to blaze through this. All right, you ready? 
Arma, Alien Swarm, Reactive Drop, Black Wake, Civilization 5 slash 6, Contagion, Day of Infamy, Divinity, Original Sin, Divinity, Original Sin, Don't Starve Together, Dota 2, <laughs> Duck Game, Gang Beast, Grand Theft Auto 5, Helldivers, Hidden, The Source, Insurgency, Jackbox, Party Pack 1, 2, and 3, Left 4 Dead 2, Left 4 Dead 1, Monaco, Moon Hunters, Overwatch, Pathfinder, Streets of Rogue, Tabletop Simulator, Team Fortress 2, and Warhammer, Vermintide. Hold on a second. Why is Contagion not on there? Contagion is on there. Okay. Yeah. I did not hear you say that. Wonderful. Perfect. Okay. Well, we're, I guess, when are we starting this? Have we made up our mind yet? So, uh, July 29th. I was thinking probably near the end of each month. End of the month stream. Like the last Saturday of the month or something like that. That I mean, time we... of month stream. Also submitted as a name. A new did your stream. wife suggest that one? No, she did not. What are you saying, Frank? Uh, she's a woman. I know. It just felt <laughs> like it was once a month. Um, okay, well, I guess we will hopefully have our first stream uh, later this month, maybe on the 29th. We'll let you know in the next podcast, and um, we'll see where we go from there. Uh, let's jump into some video game stuff, because we've been talking about all kinds of video games already, but we haven't really, um, I guess, dove into anything in, uh, in depth. Um, did we, we didn't talk about the SNES Classic last, last podcast, it, did we? I don't think it was announced. It was I don't not think announced it was yet. Okay. Is anybody at all excited about this? Hell fucking no. Um, no, nah, I grew up on the thing. Genesis. That Owen's not excited for. Yeah, this is a little weird. Owen, can well, you explain your lack of excitement? My lack of excitement is the fact that I could play any of these NES or SNES games on Virtual Console if they actually put Virtual Console on the Switch like they said that they were going to. <laughs> so you're not excited because maybe you could play it on the Switch, but you can't right now? Well, it's not maybe. <laughs> then they were talking about the Switch. They said, we're going to put Virtual Console on the Switch, and it'll be there by summer. Hey, it's summer. It's not here. And then they were like, hey, we're going to push it back towards Christmas, so by Christmas, you'll have Virtual Console. Now they're pushing it back even further, and they're just going, ah, maybe we won't put Virtual Console on the Switch. And I'm just like, then why the hell did you say during your press thing about the Switch that you're going to put Virtual Console on the Ooh, damn thing? I think I know why they would say that. So people would buy it. I mean, yeah, but it just Zing. seems a little bit like lying to the people if you're not uh, actually going to put um, it there. You're, the Jake, you might I get heard. a job offer from Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The last thing I heard is that their their online service is going to come with some sort of like subscription to a bunch of games mm. that you can play. Well, it was supposed to be a combination of their online service doing that stuff and Virtual Console. Like you would get a month free of, you know, like this month you can play Super Mario 1 for free. And yeah. they're like, okay, cool. And you can play that. And then if you like it, you can then buy it and keep it. Yeah. It's like yeah, so they're talking Plus. about doing that. But then I think they scrapped that, and now they're just doing like a Netflix thing where it's all available all the time, as long as you have a subscription. I mean, if I can, if I can play my old school favorite games on the NES and N64 on my Switch, I don't care how the hell they do it. I just want that. I think I think, I think you'll get there. I think they're also they're not just going to have the entire library open and you can just go in and play it. I think they're going to have like a pretty decent amount of games and just rotate through. Sometimes. 
We've missed out on the most important part of the SNES console release, which is the fact that Star Fox 2 is actually officially coming out. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's exciting. Which That's is uh, 22 years later. And I was looking at a photo and reading an article about how one of the devs was actually surprised to even hear that his game was being released. Yeah, this is, the, this is the first Super Nintendo game to be... Uh, this is the last Super Nintendo game to be officially released. It's neat. Weird because there's, like there's been a ROM out there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was leaked. But so it'll be it, interesting to see if that's the same or if it's there'll be not. differences. It's not. The thing is, like, somebody got a hold of, like, a, like, very buggy copy of it and tried to, like, compile it all back together, and it never really worked out. So apparently the game that they have is a finished game, but they killed it uh, because the um, Nintendo 64 was coming out. And they didn't want to um, sort of like harsh Hold on that vibe. Yeah. Harsh on that vibe, eh? It's almost like the, uh, um, the people who stole the Cyberpunk 2077 files and they were like, yo, we got, it. We got your game. Give us some money. They're like, no, that's not even completed. You can do whatever you want with that, but it's going to be nothing like the actual game. So I guess similar. They got something that was early access and then or early, just early content before it was even completed. It'll be interesting to see how it's played. Um, on the subject of sort of early access games, Black Wake is still in early access, is it not? Alpha Most version 2.1, my friend. Oh, it's an alpha. Oh, whew, sorry. Excuse me. Lingo these days. An alpha with a version number above 1.0. <laughs> that doesn't make that much sense. It, it bugs we me a bit. We have all been playing a little, or I guess some of us have been playing Black Wake uh, last couple of days. Frank, but this is kind of your baby. Is it not? This game is great. I love it. I, I don't know. It, it seems like everyone has a good time when they play that game. I feel like you have to be the one to talk about it because literally no one else in our group wants to be captain. And you're like, if I'm not the freaking captain. Okay, yeah. I mean, all right. So, <laughs> rewind it a bit. Black Wake is a uh, multiplayer uh team-based game where in which uh you basically have to run a uh large sailboat such as a galeon <laughs> as our prior <laughs> captain called it or a, a galleon you can uh a hoy um there's some other bigger ones and you basically just have to do in a video game sense to run a ship like you get into to broadside fights so you have to like grab powder, put it in a cannon, put a cannonball, some grape shot, some grappling hooks, whatever, to, like ramrod it, load it up, plug holes, drink tea if you get shot, or rum. It's it's the uh, British Royal Navy versus pirates. Um, and so it's just always controlled chaos. Um, you have, uh, like, I don't know about you guys, since I'm I'm the captain a lot, I can usually see a view of like everything that's going on. But I feel like when you're down on the deck, you're just in the deck doing whatever needs to be done, and then occasionally you're like, "Oh, I got to fire off something." Like, do you guys have any spatial awareness of of what's going on? I I imagine you might have it better on the hoy. Let me tell you about firing cannons. Oh, buddy, <laughs> buckle with up, my, everyone. With my level of accuracy. <laughs> roughly 80%. Roughly 80%. Thank you, Caleb. Mm -hmm, I got if you could just keep just spouting facts as I continue to talk, that would yeah, be great. Yeah, I'll keep going. Okay. 
With my level of accuracy, I'm just going to pause every time I want you to put in a fact. Okay. I'll okay. try to keep up. All right, here we go. With my level of accuracy... 80%. I already did that one. I'm doing it again. God, what the heck? You're really drawing the ball here, Caleb. I already did that one. Oh, gosh. You know, on the boat, it's actually very difficult to see um, exactly what's going on as clear as you can. Uh, pretty much every map that we played, I felt like, was not daylight. Yeah, no. The maps that we played were very... So, like, the weather varies... And so, like, you can have just, like, total freaking class 5 storm, or it could just be bright as super bright outside. You can see everything. And so, at night, when it's raining and storming, the only way to tell that there is a ship, unless it's fucking right up in your grill, just being like, hey, I'm gonna ram you, is to, like, see the little <laughs> lanterns that are on the deck. And you're like, I don't know if that's a friendly... I don't know if that's like a bat. I can't tell what the fuck's going on. And then all of a sudden you see flashes, and you're like, well, we're about to get fucked. The one thing I will say about that is if they're going to do it at night in a storm, I feel like that should be a specific mode where it disables your ability to hold down Q and identify friendlies. Oh, God. Like you should have to know where people are on the ocean and be able to identify them by flag or ship type. I think that would just make it the battles bring them in a lot closer. So you're not shooting far away. It's just very much um, almost a lot of boarding parties, a lot of grape shot. And a lot of just very, very close action. Whereas the yeah. daytime, it's just very open. I mean, we were shooting people from... You barely even see them, and we're still getting hits off. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's also... I just really like the amount of teamwork that you have to put in. Like, everybody has to pitch in. Everybody's just like, I need this. And somebody just hops right on it. And they're like, I got it. Like, I, I really like the, the amount of teamwork that we have to do. And also, there's nothing more satisfying when you just broadside somebody and everybody hits. And you just see the freaking scoreboard with everybody's name on it. Yeah. And Alex over here getting like freaking trip headshots. Like they're going out of style <laughs> with cannonballs. No with big a deal. Freaking, like there is something incredibly satisfying of just like lighting off a cannon and seeing that you hit a ship. Yeah. I, I could play call of duty all day and I'll, I'll, I might get like one, one shot that I might be proud of. But like every time I fire a cannon in that game, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> overly excited about firing cannons uh i don't know what it is about you and uh being sort of the controller leader runner of the game captain frank but um you also have kind of taken to leading our arma group and kind of running missions i'm attempting to i mean are, are we, have, have we been setting up more missions i mean we've all played a couple of your 20 to 30 minute long missions that lasted mm -hmm. two to three hours um it's just like every military operation they're like oh don't worry boys we'll be home in time for christmas three years later that's subtly depressing yep but i watched a lot of stuff about 9-11 today so i know what, what? <laughs> i don't know what happened are you like getting prepped September's like what two months away i don't know it's just Good interesting job. to go go back and July, watch like the news coverage August, and stuff september really bad at time no but arma so we the other day I've, I've just been it went on sale during the steam sale so you know I, I encouraged everyone to go ahead and you know pick up some dlc or get it if they don't have it um so that way we can play some more zeus and get like a big team together to play some some team ops 
Can you explain uh, real quick what Zeus mode is? A so lot of people Zeus, may not know what that is. Yeah, so uh, if you don't know, Arma is basically a military simulator. Specifically, the one that we're playing is Arma 3. Um, it's a military simulator all the way to the point where you can do just about anything you can imagine. All the ballistics are fully simulated. Uh, and I went on uh, to be crazy, and everyone moans and groans every time I tell them, but like I've modded the shit out of this game. So that way we have tons of weapons. There's a sound mod that makes the the game sound incredibly realistic. I don't know. Did you guys what since Caleb, you played the Zeus before and after the sound mod, did you notice any difference? Uh I don't think so. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. Really, really supporting me there. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You asked me. That's all like, I got. Like, just shooting inside of a building and just feeling that insane thud and the detail of hearing, like, the case hitting the ground and taking into, uh, like, whether or not the what the floor is made out of. Like, it's just, oh, so shooting good. Shooting inside of a building is pretty awesome. But yeah. I feel like I heard that before, so I don't know for sure. I mean, it already sounded pretty good, but this just took it to a whole nother level. The gunshots off in the distance sound much more like they do in like YouTube video, or, like video footage, and and or in real life. Um, but yeah, we're just trying, uh, like, want this to be part of our bi-monthly stream, uh, where we just get like a team of seven or eight of us together, and like I run a mission, much akin to like Dungeons and Dragons where I am basically the dungeon master, or Zeus, and I put a mission together for you guys. I put you guys through a briefing. Um, I encourage you guys to ask questions or like come up with different attack strategies, and then you guys go out and, and do it. And then I'm able to react to what you're doing on the fly. So like if, if I feel like you know, you're, you're having a little too easy of a time, I might have suddenly a force uh, like attack you from the rear, or uh, a helicopter comes in and does gun runs on you guys or whatever. It's very There's much also, just adaptive to what's happening in game. Yeah, but I'm also trying to like make it a good time for you guys, just like a dungeon master does for Dungeons and Dragons. So like, hey, just, I, I was just gonna say, just to jump back real real quick on the audio comment, um, sound design. Obviously, I love sound design in video games. I talk about it all the time. Um, if you have not listened to the podcast Twenty Thousand Hertz, uh, for those of you who actually like other sound design things, like um, uh, things like the sounds in space, forensic audio, movie soundtracks, audio descriptions, cars. They did one on 8-bit video games. It is fantastic. And they just decide, they just sort of talk about game design, game audio design in general. So um, It's called 20,000 Hertz? Yeah, 20K. You can just go to 20k.org and check it out. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Didn't... It's fairly new podcast, but um they did one on on 8-bit audio and they talk a little bit about video game audio in it it's just it's neat because it really applies to what we're talking about in the with with gun sounds and realistic audio and then sort of how that developed from where it was to where it is now yeah like there's so yesterday we were playing a mission there's a game mode called dynamic recon ops where you can like sort of just say uh, i want to do like one objective two objective three objectives and it'll just like randomly generate a mission for a like small team and then you go through and do that mission in whatever way you can go in via halo jump spawn vehicles what you know do whatever um 
And there was one moment where we were handling ourselves pretty well. Jake and Caleb, you guys can can back me up on this. We, we, we were feeling pretty confident. And suddenly we pulled into a town. And then suddenly fucking World War Three broke out. So many shots everywhere. Holy shit. <laughs> it was insane. And it was like fucking D-Day. And it just sounded so cool to just hear bullets just, just going right over your head. You're like, holy fuck. And then friggin' Jake went down, and like I was trying to get him up, and then provide cover and fire for him, and then we just what ensued was like a forty-five minute, like nonstop balls to the wall firefight. It was awesome. It was pretty great. I ran out of ammo multiple times in that fight. Yep. Also, like that's pretty regular for a milsim though to just constantly running out of ammo. Well, that's also why you have a pack mule. Or you load the car up with ammo. But the car was shot to shit, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty much that. Just, uh, I just want to talk about a couple other quick things before we move on to... Frank, I, you already talked a little bit about State of Decay, so I'm just going to kind of skip over yeah. that unless you had more to say. Nope. Um, <clears throat> Owen, you had listed a couple things on here just real quick yes. before we jump out of video games. One being installation... Is that 01? Yes, installation 01. So there was a group of fan developers that decided that they missed the old Halo 2, Halo 3 multiplayer and were put, trying to build it and put it back online for people to play on PC. Uh, 343 Studios got wind of this and then had a meeting with them and gave them their blessing to go on with the fan mate. That's a fucking plot twist. I thought that was exactly. going the complete opposite and, and direction. This is why I thought it was really cool, is that instead of the big studio being like, yo, this is our intellectual property, you can't do this shit, they were actually like, nah, man, what do you need? What do you need from us to help you do this? And so they're helping them do it. Installation of one is going to be a thing now, and it's going to be free for everybody because the only way that they're allowed to do it is there is they cannot profit in any way they can't do ads they can't make merchandise they can't hint about like halo in general they it just has to be there and as okay, long like, as that's a thing it's a hundred percent okay and three like, for three are letting them doing it you mutter the words halo in that game suddenly you're just like fucking banned so hard yeah so this... i think it's it's super cool that that's going to be a thing this seems eerily in line with Janae and I were just having a conversation the other day about um, that an independent developer is making a Harry Potter Voldemort Origins movie. Yes. And they were contacted by um, Warner Brothers because obviously, uh, hello, uh, that's all under copyright. Can't be making anything Harry Potter. Oddly enough, though, they told them that, yes, you can proceed forward with making the movie under the direction of some of our, our sort of supervisors for story. However, it has to be from a nonprofit standpoint. You cannot make any money off of this. Yeah, there's actually a lot of very good uh, movies out there that are done by kind of these people that are trying to get their film chops in. And they're actually ridiculously good. There's uh, one, I think it's called The Smuggler. And it's this like 15 minute short of Han Solo and Chewbacca on... Um, on Tatooine, getting the lightsaber from uh, uh, from a another smuggler and getting it over to old Ben. So, like, that's mm. a cool story. There's another Harry Potter one about Severus Snape and fighting the uh, the Marauders back in high school. You know, back in Hogwarts days and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's some a lot of, those, of cool stuff. That's some happening of those out seem there. more like uh, short story length, though. 
Yeah, Whereas they, what we're talking about for this, this, well, A, what we're talking about for installation one or zero one oh one, it sounds like it's more, this is very in depth. They're actually building out the entire multiplayer. Same sense with this Harry Potter Voldemort origin story. It's not just like a 30 minute segment. I mean, they're planning on making a two hour long movie. Oh man. Okay. Cause the other ones were just kind of like 15, 30 minute movies, which is a lot of production for an independent film team. Yeah. yeah especially if they're not going to profit from it. Right. How do you even get anyone involved at that point? Like, it's understandable for like a, a short film to be like, hey, man, this will be something to put on your resume. You know, it's like a month's worth of work. But like, if you're talking about a feature length film, that's that's a, damn near of, a year of production. Well, yeah. Just I, just because you're nonprofit doesn't mean you can't have funding for it, though. You know, I mean, it almost is the same sense of how like uh, organizations that do like, you know, water for other countries, they're nonprofit, but they still are privately and publicly funded in various ways in order to maintain the budget they need in order to do what they need to be to, to do to supply water same and not a this dollar movie. more and, yeah, well right but if they need to fund paying actors and actresses to act in the movie they need to fund uh studios to do cg in the same sense they'll just you know get funding either through crowdsourcing or they'll get private funding and and they'll fund it that way i really also... hope that their wands are just like roman candles nah. <laughs> no they're actually really well done if you look at the trailer but a lot of people do that stuff for resume builders it's a very easy way for them to do it because you do put in a lot of time so it does kind of suck but a lot of my friends are in the film industry and that's exactly what they're doing is they have these like little side projects that they've done and they spend three four maybe six months of their lives working on this thing for like a little 15 minute reel and then that's their little 15 minute reel that they then go out to Hollywood with and they're just like, hey, you know, this is what I can do as a lighting person. This is what I can do as a director. This is what I can do as an actor. Damn, those lights look hella good, kid. <laughs> this also kind of reminds me of um, another project I heard of a while back. Uh, it's called Galaxy in Turmoil, which um, before it was called that was basically called Battlefront 3. Because oh, it's a bunch of one. fans okay. of Battlefront 2 that are making what Battlefront 3 should have been. <laughs> and it's going to be released on Steam for free. And it's got like a Steam page up and everything. They got a cease and desist a while back. They had to take all the Star Wars stuff out of it yes. and rename it. Um, but it basically is going to play exactly like what you'd want from a sequel from Battlefront 2. Like and the same sort again. of systems and, and the space combat and all that stuff. Yeah, it's I again, think... just like a non-profit, like, this is free, here you go, have fun. Yep, it's going to be free to play. Yeah, I, I recall them having talks with the Star Wars people and the Star Wars people were basically saying they're like, hey, uh, we're not going to shut you down because we think that this is really cool and all. You just can't use the word Star Wars because EA has the rights for vi all of those video games. So like you can do all of this stuff. You just can't say Star Wars, but you could still have it in space. And have robots and aliens and clones and stuff. Fuck it. Space. You just can't say Star Wars. <laughs> like, they were kind of like doing that like wink in the nudge kind of thing. They're just like, yeah, okay, just don't get like, you know, don't, don't do it, but, but it's okay. But yeah, they're going to have like the land to air to space battle type stuff. Yeah, it, it looks and... really cool. I'm excited. Oh, guys, for that as well, look, it's actually. Duke Knight Runner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, that brings us right to just because we're talking about all these sort of nonprofits. We kind of talked about some some uh, film in terms of the Harry Potter story. Um, there's some other things that are going on in film right now that I think several of us are excited about or have seen recently. 
Uh, number one is Spider-Man opens Friday. Jake is going to see it Thursday. Whoa, whoa. I'm seeing it tomorrow, too. Oh, Owen is also seeing it Thursday. Like we were saying, only Jake. No yeah. one else. <laughs> Spider-Man's going non-profit? <laughs> yes, 100%. No, Spider-Man's Yo, going Yo, you can make you, a Spider-Man movie, but you can't say Spider-Man. <laughs> That's basically web, all the spin-offs. Web hands. Spidey-Man. Boy. The Spidey-Man. Spidey-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Pig. Just make a Spider-Man movie. Batman and Spider-Man? Uh, is anybody excited to see another actor as Spider-Man at this yes. point? I, mean, I thought, really the, I thought that kid yeah. did really well in the event in the Civil War movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. No, I'm not good. excited. I just bought tickets to see it opening night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, before I, opening night. Yeah, technically. I realize that the Amazing Spider-Man is technically different than this Spider-Man. But I really like Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield was <sighs> good, but no, he, but the movies he was, were bad. The movies yeah. were bad. He was good. The movies were bad. He was All good, right. but he, but he didn't really portray like what Peter also, Parker's really about. Yeah, I'm with Frank on this because I can never see Andrew Garfield and it's like, oh yeah, you're totally geeky. I just look at Andrew. And I'm like, dude, you are hot as shit. How are you not getting all of the babes? Whoa. And he's like, got freaking snarky well comments all the time. And but skateboards. Like, Skateboard. Yeah, he had the the teen angst skateboarding. Yeah, he was angsty. Man. Peter Parker isn't angsty, unless he's got the black shit. I know on. these yeah. movies are considered bad, but I like them. Oh, yeah, you I can't be it. wrong. That's fine. That's <laughs> fun. Um, the second one was hot garbage. It was terrible. Jake. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hot. Alan, garbage. Jake, you will. I'll have you know that I am tempting very, very hard to get Megan to watch it with me, just so I can like look over at her. I just be like, hey, Uncle Ben dies. Hey, they don't even, I don't even <laughs> think that's in this movie. Exactly. So that way she knows that Uncle Ben dies. Oh Emma Stone dies, so- though. It's like the saddest <laughs> no, movie experience oh, ever. Yeah, really? <laughs> well, I, I bring that don't back. bother putting in her movie. I cried. Kill her off. I'm sure you cried, Alex. I am I, positive I, I was actually that. happy when they didn't go through with a third movie because I didn't have to watch one knowing that Emma Stone had died and the last one oh, wasn't going to be in it. Many. I, I did think that in Amazing Spider-Man, like Sally Fields and Michael Sheen probably played like the best Aunt May and Uncle, what's his name? <laughs> ben. 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 Can we just be confident that the first set of Spider-Man movies were terrible? No. Hold up now. No. You guys liked them? Really? Spider-Man 3 is shit. Doc Ock was cool. Spider-Man 2 was fantastic. Oh, yeah, they're, gosh. They're right. They're just, they're just not good. I, 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 I think Tobey Maguire was a little bit of a miscast because he was a yeah, little too a old. Little if, if, if he was younger, like it would be fine. I would say A, I that, guess. and B, the other thing is that, you know, it doesn't hold up well in years passing. But, I mean, when it came out, they were amazing. Especially for what they did. Like, they did do a lot for the film franchise and for marvel getting themselves back on their feet and being able to do a lot of the shit they're now doing yeah like pre-iron man was like a spider-man was like a solid spider-man spider-man 2 were like solid superhero movies except for x-men the x-men movies are amazing okay speaking of spider-man homecoming i did the spider-man homecoming vr experience yeah Ah, total garbage How disappointing. So we everybody know. It's um it's about five minutes long and it's basically a commercial that you are in, sort of. Oh, Do you swing around? 
You don't swing around. You Fucking do what? You, zero go, out you of grapple 10. up to like a, a rafter thing one in one section. Oh wow. And you like so basically the entire thing is a tutorial. It's like showing you how to shoot webs and then it ends. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. It's stupid. like, all right, to use this type of web, you do this and, and try it out on these balloons. All right, to use the web bomb, do this and then try it out on these canisters. And it's like, all right, cool. And then um, what's the villain's name in this one? Vulture. Vulture. Yeah, Vulture kind of flies out and there's an explosion. And then it's like, ha, ha, ha. And then the it ends. There's like a title card. Garbage. You know, it, was, it was pretty good. I appreciate Not. that they want to try and do VR little concepts with movies but most of the time they're terrible i think the only one that i've done that i thought was great was um the one from interstellar that we just stumbled into alex because it was just fun i mean you're in a zero gravity seat basically moving around you have a headset on it's like almost like you're just sensory deprivation chamber but um a couple other movies that uh also, we're on the list. Uh, Owen, did you go see Baby Driver? I did see Baby Driver. Uh, anybody else? Baby Driver. Yes, yeah. Jake. Uh, Hello. Hi. I was going to say, Hi, I, I know other people did. Hi. Me and Owen do this a lot where we get offended about movies, <laughs> I guess. Okay, great. How was Baby Driver? I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. Nobody I was with liked it, but they're all stupid and I hate them. And they're wrong because <laughs> yeah. it was a good movie. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. People that don't like Edgar Wright movies are just wrong. I was yeah, just that's what say. I said. I was like, I don't know. What I think one of them was expecting like more like a Fast and Furious because he was like, oh, like there wasn't enough action. I was like, well, that's a stupid complaint, but fine. Did you fucking watch Hot Wait. Fuzz? Did you watch Baby <laughs> Driver? Dude, the entire opening scene was just uh, nothing but action and well, amazing. What he said was he liked that and the ending, but all the middle part that wasn't that. Like, he was like, like when there's there a huge gunfight. Or Has the other liked... car chase. There wasn't Has he liked action. any other Edgar Wright movies? I don't know. We did not discuss other Edgar Wright movies. No, really. see, this may, be, this may be the question. I'm inclined to say they didn't know because I wore a Shaun of the Dead shirt. And, and nobody I didn't recognize it. God, like, was like, Aww. hey, that's like a clever thing you're doing there. I mean, maybe <laughs> they're just sick of my shit. That's possible. But <laughs> Like, Scott Pilgrim versus the world could have been a total fucking cringy train wreck that's but true. edgar wright was the only man that could pull that off yeah, he and did a great movie yeah he did D jake did you catch the uh the scott pilgrim reference in baby driver i don't think i did what was it uh the, he mentioned uh he name drops uh beck a lot because oh. beck did the soundtrack for that's, scott pilgrim i mean that's not really a reference, but sure. But, but it just was, it an was artist. A, a nod to the working relationship that he has with Beck. Because they were just like, oh yeah, you know like that one Beck song? You know the Beck song that goes like this? The Beck song? Like, he was basically just kind of like plugging in Beck just because of the fact that he had him in in the last one. I mean, there's also a fuck ton of other songs, though. There so, are. Like... And those songs are great. <laughs> Lady Gaga, guys. Lady Gaga. <laughs> but he never like, dro like name drops the artist of any of the other songs like you see it on the ipod but that's about it he did you just never heard of them i mean he did say queen oh yeah I who's that queen. <laughs> yeah never heard of him right whatever is that movie is, is the that the, yeah is that that freddie titanium guy Mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. the one yep a thousand percent freddie krueger i think is this oh name. yeah yeah ah. that's it that's it yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Okay, so well, Baby Driver is a good <laughs> yeah. movie. I guess there's nothing else to be said <laughs> no. about it. I must, okay, if we're looking for something else, I really, I didn't think I would like the actor who plays Baby, because he's in like, um, like Divergent and stuff, right? That's that guy, yeah. Fault in Our Stars. Yep. And other like all, all the Shirley Ann Woodley movies. Yeah, yeah. right. Out. So I was like, I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> like him, but I thought he did a really good job. I thought he was really good as Baby. I I thought. Whoever plays um, Darling's boyfriend, I'm trying to remember what his name Darling's was. Boyfriend, John Hamm. Yes, I, I wow. guess that's the actor. The guy from Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, John. That John Hamm. Dude. Oh yeah, no, Dope. he crushed it. I didn't think. I thought he was gonna be like a cameo, but he's like the almost the main character. Yeah, like obviously Baby's the main character, but he's like a central character, and he yeah. did fucking awesome john ham in it was really cool and i also liked the story of uh, apparently when they were filming the firefight scene they were trying to get all of the beats correct for the guns firing off to go with mm. the drum beats of tequila right and so they ran through it like a billion times and then they were asking jamie fox about it and they and then jamie fox was like all right so that guy goes bam 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 and then that guy over there goes bam bam and then at the end of him getting it all right he does this like fake smoking thing and then they loved it so much they were like can can you do that fake smoking thing inside of the movie because <laughs> that's really awesome and so that's why in the middle of the movie, in the middle of the gunfight, he like fakes, uh, he like has a fake cigarette that he's like taking a puff of. Wow. Yeah. Spoilers. No kidding. Come on, guys. <laughs> it doesn't really spoil anything. It's just a backstory of the movie. But yeah, it's good. I The soundtrack is amazing. I am eagerly awaiting for it to show up on vinyl so I can listen to it a bunch. Anyway, moving Other on. Other other backstory things. Um, oh, and you'd also listed in here John Wick Universe, and I know they're working on a comic that is like a prequel to the movies. Not just a comic. They're also working on a TV show. Who and is going to be doing picking up John Wick as a TV series? It better be someone uh... like FX or HBO or... It's going to be... A, a Rumor has it is it's going to be probably FX, and it doesn't follow John Wick. It follows the continent. The dog. <laughs> I Mini series movie. So it's a five minute movie. It's the story called A Dog's Purpose. <laughs> oh, wow. Yay. What a good movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's following the Continental, telling the stories of like how these, like this assassin organization started and why every, all of these like assassins respect the continental because there's all of the rules of like, you don't do business on the continental grounds. You don't, uh, you don't cross your blood oath, all of this other stuff. So it's like kind of flushing out the universe a little bit more while they're filming John wick three, which I think is kind of cool because I thought it was a really neat universe and I wanted to know more. Like there's a lot of these gold coins for random things, where do these coins come from? What are they used for? Let us know, Continental. I have questions. Like that—that's like half the reason why I thought it was so interesting, though, because it, it then like it wasn't explained. Mind, yeah, the mind is racing. It's just like Firefly. Like, what if Firefly went on for like eight seasons? Like, what? Mm. And they fleshed out all of the secrets. It's. Well, I think you know? a better example yeah. is the Star Wars prequels. What is that? You remember <laughs> when the Clone Wars was like a cool thing that you were like, "Oh man, I bet it was like yeah. this," and now it's like, "Oh, it was a bunch of Boba Fetts." fighting cgi robots that's, that's uh, cool they were they were all talking about some guy named roger for some reason i don't know what the fuck that <laughs> yeah roger 
Maybe they'll make a prequel about him. We'll see. Roger? It's called yeah, the, as the, Ro- the Roger Fett. <laughs> I'd watch it. Hey, dude. what's up? I'm Roger Fett. I'm a bounty hunter. What about it? As long as the John Wick sort of, I guess you can call it a prequel, essentially, but not really. It's just about uh, the hotel. is not on network TV. It's on somebody who can actually take the story and not input a level of cheesiness or just... Um, they can shoot people in the heads a lot. Yeah, yeah that's the key. If, if they can give me more pencil scenes, I'm a thousand percent in. Just like, like a sex writing on a piece of paper. <laughs> did, did you see what he did with the pencil in John Wick Two? Oh, you mean the Dark Knight? This is a weird sex thing. Because because you <laughs> should see that. It's it's kind of awesome. The Dark Knight. John Wick is the Dark Knight. <laughs> that was a great scene in the Dark Knight. Though. <laughs> it was. It was. That was such a cringy scene. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's what I ocular that's what violence. I, that's what I feel like. Uh, this with for John Wick needs it, it needs someone who's like or up a a network that's okay putting in the amount of violence that's required to have a John Wick universe film or a John Wick universe TV series. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they try to like PG it, it's, it's gonna be bad. Here's a great example. Um, or at least I feel like a great example. I like some of the things actually i would say most of the things that marvel has done in tv series on netflix would everybody agree with that yeah i like daredevil okay sure daredevil's good um jessica jones was good jessica jones good the new one's okay luke cage Um, was great i was so bored in luke cage i couldn't do that one is just mediocre but the other ones were were quality now they're talking about uh, the Inhuman series, which is coming out on, I think, CBS or ABC. Yep. No, it's ABC, and it's coming okay. out in September, and you can it, see it two weeks early if you see it in the theaters. It looks like trash. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so beyond terrible that there's just, there's just no way that this so, is going to be good at all. So this, here's the thing about the Inhumans. As someone who is a fan of the Inhuman stuff, and I've read a lot of their comics... I'm ridiculously excited for the fact that they're doing this because there is no real reason they should. Like, the Inhumans is basically just space Avengers-ish. And right. Isn't that Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> Ish. It's this just is the it, other space Avengers. Well, it's oh. like they're all such D-list heroes and they all have such weird powers because it was just like what's left over okay, we'll give it to these guys. I can and microwave like, Hot Pockets. There's there's <laughs> no real reason they should have picked them for a TV show. But they did. For whatever dumb reasons, they were like, yeah, these guys are going to get a TV show versus other people that probably should have gotten it first. And but at see, that point, I'm just like, this is going to be bad. And I know it's going to be bad because no one's going to care because this is some really crazy, weird space shit that only, like the most nerdiest of Marvel nerds like I will enjoy. So I have no idea why they're doing it, but I'm going to be excited they're doing it because this is just someone's dumb mistake that I'll profit off of. It's because they're getting in the exact same problem as for what spawned that comic book. They're running out of fucking source material to make films out of. (laughs) Oh no, they've got plenty of people they could give TV shows or source material of. I mean, they just, they just had Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it did ridiculously well enough that they're bringing him back for another season. And I'm just like, why don't you just give him a show? Yeah, we see already going to be in the same universe. You're already going to have the Inhumans talking to Phil Coulson and the Shields team because they're in space now. So I don't understand why you don't just like give the people that have good 
Uh, Only if it's Nick Cage. See, part of me believes that Marvel knows that I'm just really hopeful this is the case that they know that network TV always ruins things anyway. So they're like, let's just give them the Inhumans. They want a series. They want to produce something. We know it's not going to be the same level of production as Netflix. Give them the Inhumans. Let them go. Because I mean, what are they really going to ruin in the MCU? They're not going to. They're not going to ruin anything. It's such a side story to everything that's going on. Kind of like you're commenting on Owen. It, 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 yeah, it, it seems it's like low risk. If yeah, you mess it up, you risk. mess up a bunch of people that nobody knows or cares about and has very little impact in any of the major storylines of the comics. It's not like they show up really in anything other than uh, the Realm of Kings, which is a really cool storyline, which I really hope they get to, but they won't, but it's okay. Yeah, Coming this fall. Coming this fall. <laughs> Coming this fall. The... Um... We obviously we like watching movies. Um, we have talked about this before. If you can, you should check out our fantasy movie league. Um, some of us have been participating. Some of us have missed weeks, um, but it's fun <laughs> checking out theaters and see what's playing and kind of just seeing how the box office weekend is going to turn out. Um, if you're like Chad, you put cars on every single screen <laughs> and you fail miserably. Didn't um, you just win last week's Aaron? Or was that Alex? Oh, I freaking dominated last week. Cause you put baby driver a bunch. I had three baby drivers. Yeah. yeah. And it, it wrecked I, out. So it was I great. was hoping like I wanted baby driver to do well. Cause I thought it was going to be a good movie and it was so props. But in my, my bracket, I did not have baby driver cause I was doing some number game and I was assuming that my number game, that baby driver wasn't going to do as well as it did. So I was happy that I was beaten and that you ended up taking the lead from me because you, uh, you risked it and, uh, you, you got the reward. There's no risk in an Edgar Wright movie. <laughs> Only rewards. I mean, his other movies barely hit 10 mil and this one did 20 mil opening weekend. So I'm not too fuck. bad. You know how much money Shaun of the Dead has made now? Oh, probably a lot. Ten dollars. <laughs> ten whole dollars. Because Jake bought mm-hmm. the DVD. I'm gonna so guess yep. more. $10. I'm gonna guess greater than ten dollars. Oh, you're really sniping me here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bob Barker. <laughs> uh, Survey regardless, says. you should check out our uh, check out Fantasy Movie Leagues. Um, we have a Horizon Movie League. You can join if you want. Uh, we'll put the link in the cast notes and you can check it out from there. Uh, some other random things that get put in here, always by Alex. Always. What are you talking always about? Always by Alex. Um, you listed quantum computer temps and fidget spinners. Like, yeah. Let's I don't know fucking how dive into this. <laughs> <laughs> quantum computer temps. Let's dive in. Quantum ahead, computer fidget spinners. Uh, no, I just, I mean, I watched a YouTube video today on what? the. No. The Linus Tech Tips channel. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I watched like an hour and a half YouTube Fidget video on 9/11. Melt steel beams. But that's besides the point. It was God a Linus Tech Tips Tech Tips video. I don't know if anybody watches Linus's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went to D Wave, which is not too far from where he lives, I guess. Um, and they do quantum computer stuff, and he got to see a quantum computer and like check out all how they have it set up. What does and that look like? It looks ridiculous. Like it's um, it's not just a tower, right? No, it's some it kind of looks, looks like a like from the outside. It kind of looks like a regular rack of servers, but it doesn't. The stuff that's in that is not anything like what you would see in a regular rack. 
Um, most of it is their cooling system. So this is like the most interesting part to me that I saw was that the chip, when it's being properly cooled and um, they're running it, is in an environment that is 0.015 Kelvin. <laughs> so like really close to absolute zero. What? <laughs> so they they have like most of the system is just is just cooling. What? It's like because they have to eliminate um, thermal interference in their the readings that they get out of the chip. So any any sort of heat is going to uh, introduce noise to the data that comes out of the quantum. How um, is a quantum chip. computer going to work when you play Meepo then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it'll probably get really hot. Well, for what it's worth, weren't they arguing for a long time that they weren't even sure what they were doing computing-wise was technically quantum computing? Like, whether or not um, it was actually on that level? Like, because they don't even really understand fully what they're doing, right? Is that still the case, or they made I mean, a... they got. I mean, they got quantum computers. I mean, I guess this is technically not considered a quantum computer because it is hard-coded to do a specific problem. It's not reprogrammable. Mm. So it's not technically a computer. But I thought they were having enough. problems with like data storage accuracy when they're just trying to like freeform things. I, I have know, no idea getting... how this works. Yeah, I mean it, it, the way it, I mean Does anybody Quantum, hey, computers quantum computers are works. different from regular computers because you give them a set of variables and they optimize many outcomes simultaneously. Yeah, simultaneously. Like, like instead of you giving a set of inputs and it calculates the single output like serially like a regular computer or in parallel like we do now with multiple cores... Um, it just, it will optimize a, a problem essentially. It, it's, it's going to be able to do things like for global warming and for, well, yeah, the uh, thing's like, fucking almost absolute zero. Yeah. Like, like big, like big, <laughs> <laughs> like big world problems that we can't calculate on regular computers right now. Cause it would take you know, thousands of years for the, the, the computation 42. to finish. Accurate. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just the, I mean, if you look at the system that they have in the video, it's like a giant Faraday cage. And then there's like a vacuum around the chip itself to like isolate it um, from the outside world. And then, they have like the series of plates that cool going down towards to where the chip is. And it's like stages of like this one's at such and such Kelvin. And then this one drops it a little bit more using certain isotopes. And it's ridiculous. I'm curious to see like if the only applications for quantum computing is for like these massive calculations or if they try to like make them sort of get them out into like a military or, or consumer application because i know like i i work on naval destroyers everything on a ship has a shot grade 
and like it sounds like any sort of jostle on that thing even like the most minute little like oh sorry i bumped into the 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 tower will just like screw all of your calculations so do you think we like do you think we try and like nail down just the data calculation and storage first and then work on how to like optimize the cooling system and like how to get this thing like basically putting it on like a box of springs like they used to do with nitroglycerin where like you just the thing kind of like wobbles around inside yeah Frank, I, don't know. I, I think that has already been answered by that johnny depp movie alex what was that called transcendence yeah yep pretty sure that answers all the questions you have what a great movie amazing the hell is that it's a terrible movie <laughs> johnny depp becomes a computer <laughs> yes <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yes hey, that is up? the plot i'm microsoft vista <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know just like the technology that is going into this and like the sensitiveness of the chip i don't sensitivity see it ever, i don't see it ever being like widely available or viable i think it's going to be relegated to like researched institutions and so it's going to replace like supercomputers basically science yeah i mean not even replace though because it's not even working on the same types of problems well the real question is here how are quantum computer temperatures related at all to fidget spinners they're not related it's just two separate topics the two separate topics so that's right next to computing right there <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Thanks for clarifying. Um, what? What about fidget spinners? I don't know. Has anybody got a fidget spinner? No. 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 None of us are in middle school. Kids are, fu- kids are like fucking freaking out, acting like this shit's like space age technology. It's a fucking bearing. They're <laughs> yeah. Kinda, they're kind of cool though. No. No, they're nope. really not, dude. Bearings so... are really cool. <laughs> However, but remember... not when you just sit there and However, spin it. I will say, I was down at my corporate office last week. They did not have a fidget spinner, but they had the thing that uh, Katie has. It's like a little cube, and it's a got fidget a fidget cube. cube. Yeah. See, I mean, those like actually buttons. make sense, because you can actually fidget with those. Right? Spinner, you, can't, you can't do anything except spin it. And when I mean, you're spinning it, you can't do anything else, because you got to use two hands to spin it, basically. <laughs> and then you, you can just do, sit like, there and you face. You, you, you can spin use it. The, the, like, the third one and like spin it in one hand, but that doesn't accomplish anything. Well, it doesn't accomplish anything anyway. I mean, yeah, it's just a thing. Oh, click and switch does. I love watching. Like, there's almost always, out of curiosity, there'll just be like some related video on YouTube that has to do with fidget spinners. And I'm like, well, this has got to be good. And I'll go into it. I can barely make like a minute in because they're like, yeah, it spins real nice. I'm like, no shit, that's a bearing's (laughs) fucking job. If you only spun it and it did like three revolutions, they're like, it's not right, fidget spinner. I'm like, no. No, you know, we had we had fidget spinners growing up. It's a pen with a clicker on the end. You know, that's not a spinner. That's a clicker. That's, that's our like, fidget that's more device. Like a fidget though, cube. You know what I mean? That's like that's what we fidgeted with, though. I don't know why it's such like. A, I mean, they've been making big pens for years and years and yeah. years and years. I don't understand why people can't just continue to. Well, I actually spinners I don't are cool. There's something about something spinning real fast. There's also just something satisfying. about how annoying this sound Thank you can for be. Your... Siri inside Alex, we would be lost without you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you update us every podcast on things spinning really fast? Yes. No, like, so, okay, speaking of things spinning really fast, this is in the <laughs> same vein as, remember a while back I was looking into like 
nice blades. tops <laughs> nice spinning tops it's like the same sort of thing it's like scratching that itch for me i don't know None so i really understand that one either Nope. Yeah, you guys. You were looking it. into getting tops. <laughs> yeah, like really nice, you know, like Why? like a brass spinning top with like Why? a ruby tip, and then like you get like a spinning platform, and they spin for like you know seven minutes straight without falling, stuff like that. Why though? It's I don't know. It's just cool. It's just like a desktop toy, something that mm-hmm. goes on your desk, and you just mess with every now and then. Mm-hmm. I mean, something you, something top, you might top, fidget with. Yeah, tops and fidget spinners, like in are a a wonderful way to represent like centripetal centripetal acceleration right I think tops have been cool exactly twice one is Beyblades (laughs) and the other is Inception (laughs) and Inception was all about tops falling over yes actually stopping spinning yeah my totem is my penis the point is Mm. I, I over the last week I went investigating like not the crappy you're at the CVS and you see a $3 fidget spinner, oh, yeah. but like the high end fidget spinner market. I'm, I'm just so imagining Alex you. walking up with like one of those TV microphones, like running up to kids on the street, and be like, Excuse me, young man. Um, that seems to be a very nice fidget spinner you have there. Could you tell me something about it? Oh, uh, yeah, it spins really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like to fidget with you a lot. You know, like it's really cool. Becky thinks it's really neat. So, you know, like I think he might like me. Okay, <laughs> it's it's interesting though because it's all like it gets very particular. They start like um, worrying about the finishing and like the materials that are used in creating it and the specific uh, model bearing that's used. Like a lot of people say, like the R one eighty eight bearing is like one of the better ones without getting too expensive. You know, wow, you got and they you realize all how in depth. Yeah, <laughs> you realize how how scary this is. How in depth you are. And how scary that is. This like, level. They're all, all rated all for need. spin times. So, like, somebody the other day just broke a world record for like a handheld spin. I hate everything. Oh my like, gosh. I hate this conversation. I hate my life. I'm done. <laughs> so, I started looking into the higher end ones, and one of the, the, the bigger, reputable places that sells like nice fidget spinners is called Rotoblade. Um, they have one on here called the Rotoblade Tri Stubby. They have a couple of them in different materials, but some of them are like $500 for a fidget spinner. So how many did you buy then? I didn't buy any of these super high-end high ones. <laughs> this one's like Dama Steel. I don't even know what Dama Steel is, but it's made Damascus out of Damascus Steel. Damascus, yeah. Okay, and then this one's like Superconductor material. Why? And like, I don't know, dude. It's just made out of this stuff copper titanium yeah i ended up getting like a a really nice reputable material vendor a cnc machine and a nice bearing i'll make one for like a quarter of that price yeah i ended up going on amazon and bought eight i got something that was thirty dollars so it's not like crap barrel bin fidget spinner but it's it's you know a little nicer it's made out of stainless steel it's got the R188 bearing in it. What kind of stainless steel? It's got a five plus spin time, five plus minute spin time rating called the uh, Angry Wolf Fidget Spinner on Amazon. <laughs> if you would like to look it up. Grief, <laughs> um, It's got a nice heft to it. it. It's really, it's pretty cool. I don't know. Should I should I cut this and put it in our review of fidget spinners? 
segment that we're now we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Can we give Alex his own fidget spinner podcast? <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> like spinning up on the horizon or something. Be, it's like knob oh, yeah. feel, except it's it's bearing feel, and you're just mm. you're just rating the fidget spinner based on all those qualities that you just mentioned that nobody cares about. <laughs> Hey, people care about him. <laughs> Some people. Correction. And Nobody the thing over is, the age like, of 13 cares about it. People, so like people in, in like the community have been into these for years. And the fact that they are like mainstream now and there are a whole bunch of crappy ones on the market is kind of like a thorn in their side. Kind of funny. Thorn in my side. Just like, too. just like every thing. I like as somebody who's like, damn near a mechanical engineer like this whole thing just blows my fucking mind i can't i can't wrap my head around why like bearings are cool but i don't know i don't know why i don't understand this is like the first fad that's ever come around where i've been like i seriously don't have any fucking idea why these kids why all these people are into this thing pokemon go i get it pokemon when i was a kid i got it what were some other like weird like ben 10 sure I don't know. That was like a fad. <laughs> those are your, those are your points examples. of reference of fads. Oh, gosh. Two Pokemon things and Ben 10. There's like Beyblades for a while. What were the other ones? Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, jeez. Yu-Gi-Oh was big in middle yeah, school. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of one that like happened after I was like past that age. Silly bands. Oh yeah. The fuck are those? What? They were like little wristbands that, like, when you took them off, they went back to their natural shape, and it was like a dinosaur or a heart. Yeah. Or a dinosaur. <laughs> I have one of those. I'm like, you're not wrong. There were so many dinosaurs. <laughs> Kids would just oh, be walking my. around having like hundreds of rubber bands around their wrists. Oh, That's, now huh. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Gotcha. It's like it's like slap bracelets, except slap bracelets no. are fucking cool. Yeah, they're not cool. <laughs> slap bracelets are way better than silly bands. Slap bracelets. Some dude just thought had a brilliant idea. They went and took a tape measure, cut it into a bunch of eight inch strips, and then dipped it all in plastic dip and signed their name to it. And started selling them. That's what in- a slap bracelet is. Ingenuity. Still way cooler than silly it's bands. It's so freaking dumb. So it's, somebody took a bearing. Stuck three weights on the end of it, sold it like friggin' said you fidget with it, and now they're like making gangbusters. Yeah, also it's dumb. I'm sorry, Alex. Actually, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> dumb. You just gotta touch 30, it, man. The, to the biggest, the biggest thing to me is just the fact that I just see, like, sure, fidget spin. You want to fucking fuck with it, whatever. I don't care. Just the fact that I see people. Acting like it's like this new invention. Yeah, are new, Frank. We haven't I've had literally been playing with it the entire time we've been podcasting. Oh, I haven't stopped it. spinning it the entire time. What are you gonna do once? Like, are you just gonna carry that shit to your grave? No, or is it's this like gonna a, be a pet rock. Deal? It's considered like an everyday carry item. Like it, like it's in the every, everyday carry uh, category. If in you go what on, like, pocket does that fit? They're not that big. They're big yeah, they're not enough. To, big. They're bigger. They're wider than a, like a normal typical phone. Are they not? No. 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 They're about the same. What's everyone's everyday carry? Phones. This one's and like a half yeah. inch, uh, half inch less wide as my than my phone. I don't know why I'm. I can't talk. 
Because <laughs> you're fidgeting too much. Yeah. yeah. Stop fidgeting. Um, I, I think that's say the though, main like, problem. On the... I feel like they're not fidgeters. Like they're just spinners. Just spin if you on. go on Mass Drop and look at the Everyday Carry section, they'll have some fidget spinners in there sometimes. Everyday or like carry. pocket knives or like pens or whatever. Everyday cool carry se- cool to me just sounds like a concealed carry kind of thing. <laughs> no, like everyday I like carry. I have my phone, my wallet, my switchblade, my Leatherman, and a pen. Literally, you everyday carry a switchblade? Yeah. How freaking gangster are you, dude? <laughs> dude, it is the most useful shit ever to just Who be like, hey, anyone have a knife? A, a sw- yeah, that's why you carry like an old timer pocket knife. Not a switchblade. No, because I can open it with one hand Sheet. and I can close it go. with one hand. I gotcha. Sorry, I didn't mean to stab you with that. Aren't they illegal? Not in Maine. Freaking Mainers. Interesting. Also, it's an out the front knife. It's not a switchblade. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's not a switchblade. It's it not is, a switchblade at all. You push the switch, it pops out of the hilt. You pull the switch, it pops back in the hilt. See, oh. that's called a pop blade. But it still does it automa- uh, automatically. Yes. But both ways. Yes. That's dumb. It was $40. Awesome purchase. More expensive than my <sighs> fidget spinner. More useful than your fucking fidget spinner. Accurate. I could, I could throw this at somebody as a weapon or something. Yeah, it'd be way better than throwing somebody. And what, a what, was the commercial, somebody. what was the commercial where the guy used his phone in self-defense and he threw it at the guy? Hit him in the face. I'm pretty sure it was a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to look that up. It might have been T-Mobile. Also great. Does anyone else carry, like, a pen every day? No. No. I mean, I have pens. Oh. Lots of pens. Y'all should carry a pen every day. I have a single pen in a desk drawer at work. Just in case go, I ever need to write something, which I just, don't. Just go and buy, like, a nice moleskin notebook and a nice pen... And you'll friggin' start writing so much more shit down. It's great. I actually had to write something a couple weeks ago for like the first time in a really long time. And I was like, holy crap, I don't know how to write anymore. <laughs> like it was, it was actually like, it took me a second, like, oh, oh man, I haven't written in like a really long time. This is hard. Can anyone still write in cursive? Yes, not well. I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah, your name. That's, that's pretty much it. I no, like. I was still in school when they did the whole. You have to write like in my school when I was in elementary. We had to write this everything. All die. We had to like yeah. write full essays in cursive and all this stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, I cannot even write in lowercase, let alone cursive. You write all caps all the time. All caps all the time. All the time. When I capitalize letters, it's a larger capital letter. <laughs> <laughs> My dad actually writes in all caps, no matter what. It's yeah, funny that's though, where Aaron picked it up because our dad does too. Yep, I picked up from that, and then of course I went into um, CAD and woodworking, and yep. it's like you and know, it's, everything it's is always capital letters, always capitals. Anytime you do a drawing, anytime any of that. And it's funny because, you know, I'm so limited in my ability to write. It takes me so much longer to write things now because I do in all caps. However, I get comments all the time about how clean my handwriting is. Yes. How, like how precise it is. And it's not because like I'm trying very hard, but it's because it just takes so long to draw all capital letters. And they're just so much slower. Also, on the other letters are like much more straight lines, I feel. Yeah. 
Like you on, and on, my dad are like the most readable handwriting I've ever seen. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, I have an aunt who can write in shorthand. Yeah. And let me tell you, trying to read anything in shorthand literally makes no sense. It's just like a whole different language, dude. I've always yeah. wanted to learn shorthand. Mr. Amaro yeah, in high school was going to teach us, but they wouldn't let him. I, I, it, it, it is a whole different language, but even if you look at the letters, like if you, if you go look at the letters in shorthand and then you look at somebody's shorthand writing, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because those letters interact with other letters based on when they're written in a word. So they may interconnect, they may cross, like all kinds of weird interactions. Yeah, it's almost letters. like it's a whole other language. <clears throat> Shut up, Caleb! <laughs> Gosh, you're going to ruin everything! Yeah, it's my goal. All right, Frank, why did you write Cheerios down? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so today at work, I asked one of my coworkers for help. And uh, at some point, uh, a woman from one of the other departments came over and she was like bringing brownies to everyone. She was like, oh, would you like a brownie? And I was like jokingly, oh, no, I'm all set. I'm watching my figure. And this dude, like a cubicle away, just like stands up. He's like, watching your fucking figure. You can fucking hula hoop with a fucking Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> Verbatim. That's amazing. Wow. I love it there. That's so great. No shame in that comment at all. Nope. I laughed my ass off. Okay, I forgot to mention this, um, Alex, when you got on here, but before you got here for the podcast, we were talking about you and I's conversation back and forth about people we interact with at work and how they do really stupid things from time to time. Yeah. Like the scanning of things that are screenshots and then printing them and then taking a scan of that and then emailing it to someone. Mm-hmm. I, who here reads Tales from Tech Support? You lost me at Reed. You don't you don't read anything from Tales of Tech Support, Jake. I, I you can't handle it anymore. Love it. Hmm. I'm just telling you, if you have a meeting to talk about meetings and how you run a meeting, <laughs> hmm. that is literally every other every other post in Tales from Tech Support. Wow. All kinds of stupid, just moronic, and then you, you know what? I think it subtly just makes me realize my job is less and less bad. Because people have much, much worse interactions on a daily basis than I do. I, last year, um, discovered... Hold on. I, last year, was like... <laughs> so, every time we leave our desk at Gotta work, we have, to, we, ha we have to lock our computer. Mm -hmm. And I saw so many people taking, like, 20 seconds locking their computer. And I was like, there's got to be a quicker way. One Google search away. You hit the Windows key and L, and you yep. lock your computer. Suddenly, I, I submitted a, a, a PII, which is Process Improvement. Um, <laughs> and suddenly, of course, there's a three-letter like, acronym for it. Fucking VPs are talking about it and shit. Like, it's no. blowing their fucking mind. <laughs> like, no. God damn, guys. It's like, did I, you know that I saw somebody that was copying text by highlighting it? Right and clicking. then right clicking <laughs> no, no 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 wait wait it wasn't even that they highlighted the whole thing went up to edit oh no, no! went down hit Ouch. copy like moused over to the other document spent forever and i was like like can i show you some shortcuts 
And I did, I highlighted the text with control and the arrow keys, control C, alt tab, control V. And he, like, their mind was like, it was a mess. It, Man, it blew up everywhere. I had a caller today that I had to remote to their computer and then show them how to move a window from one monitor to another monitor. Oh my god. <laughs> so, don't even get me started. I mean, you have you have the worst because you are literally in IT. Like you're in the you're in the trenches, yeah. dude. The People who know what they're doing never call the IT. And they never call IT being like, "Hey, Alex, keep up the good work." <laughs> Sometimes you do get somebody that knows what they're doing and it blows your mind because you start to try to troubleshoot the issue with all this common stuff and they're like, oh no, I've already d done that and that and that. And I think it's this, but I don't have admin rights to do it. And yeah. you're like, oh, that actually is it. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was trying to get access into into like this engineering database for three weeks and I knew the reason why was because I had login credentials from the year prior and they probably made new ones but my old ones got locked out and it was defaulting to that one. And I was like, that's the issue. They're like going so fucking deep into like all this stuff. I'm like, it's login credentials. I, I swear. I'm like, <laughs> except I would do it like uh, diplomatically. I'd be like, you like, don't do anything maybe, diplomatically. Frank. Like, no, you pose it. You pose it as a question. You don't want to come off as acting like, oh, I know better than you. It's like, maybe it's like my login credentials from last year. Like, maybe that's like coming into it. They're like, no, that's not the issue. Three weeks later. <laughs> oh, that was the issue. Oh, Listen, man. if if your politeness is anything like your passive aggressiveness, <laughs> it did not come off polite. I promise you that. How, how am I passive aggressive? You no, just earlier, made a comment you earlier about, passive -aggressive. about and it was definitely not passive aggressive at all in any sense. I made a passive aggressive comment. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been episode 37. Again, check us out at facebook.com forward slash we are the horizon community. We will post all the cast notes in or actually on the website and they will actually port out to port out to you i can't not talk at all right now they will come out with Nobody the on cast. this podcast can tonight yeah <laughs> maybe if you could learn to talk like <laughs> yes maybe thanks, we'd frank. be able to have a podcast thank you thank you frank that's passive aggressiveness <laughs> <laughs> see that was your politeness we'll catch you next time This week's podcast was produced by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Frank Rice, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R, or some of you know him, Andrew Real. You can check out his music at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Amair or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check them out at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com, or you can check out their Instagram. Also, you can check out our website at www.wearethehorizon.com for other video content and some free stuff. Until next time, this has been The Forecast. Forecast.